this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, it is all about Star Wars. The Last Jedi came out this past weekend. Our opinions are divided, and some people haven't seen it yet. Find out who's seen it, who hasn't, what we think about it next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody, welcome to Box Office Breakdown. Look at this. This is the show, of course, where we look back at the box office that was, and then we like to... Prognosticate. Oh, <laughs> we didn't. It. We didn't have Amy. No, And we right. didn't discuss it beforehand. Yeah. So it wasn't I just, the same. Uh, yeah. That's Thanks right. for backing me up there. About the right. box office that lie ahead. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And, and then we have another member who's not here because she's partying up in Vegas. Whoop, 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 but that's whoop. Amy. Uh, yes, yeah, so and my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. We love you, Amy. We love you, Amy. Hi, it's Neil. You can find me at places where people are found at the Neil Plumley. That's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. I don't care much for you, Amy. So, uh, <laughs> well, you care about our people in the chat room, right? Because it looks no, very crowded. Do not care about that at all either. No, all no. Right. I only care about the sweet, sweet lightsaber that Neil brought in for the show. Yes, it's a replica of the original uh, Graflex-style lightsaber used as um, uh, Anakin's old lightsaber that was first seen in A New Hope. And I was telling them beforehand, that's actually based on a flash for an old Graflex camera. So hmm. if you look up those flashes from an old like Graflex camera, it would actually get mounted to the side, and then the dish, like the flash dish, would sit on top. Interesting. So that's how they made them for A New Hope. A little hmm. tidbit for you. So, of course, yes, Amy is on vacation in Vegas, living it up, celebrating uh, some fun times. And uh, we're going to be closing out the year, our final episode of the year. Just the three of us here. Now, of course, you can, it doesn't have to be the three of us, it can be everybody because they can hop in the chat. You can also like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes. Uh, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to it while you're there. Don't just give it a thumbs up, give it multiple thumbs up. You can do that, of course. Look at all these thumbs. Those could be on those YouTube videos there. And of course, as Gary mentioned, the chat is up and running, so feel free to hop in, share your thoughts about anything movie related or something that may have happened this weekend in the box office. Uh, of course, uh, we should just jump right into it. Just it's, leap right in. It, uh, uh, guys, uh, the greatest showman's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm actually excited for that. But I'm e- eager to hear. I think you said that you're going to speak about that this week. Is that yes, right? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I, I can't still. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no uh, the embargo what did, list the embargo What did you see as an early f- uh, oh, because okay. of work? Uh, you know, I've got connections. Okay. Yeah. He's well connected. That's true. But there's a uh, embargo for reviews and thoughts yeah. and feelings until the 20th. So, got it. Uh, yeah. 
Well, hold your tongue. We'll hear That's about right. it soon enough. There you go. Boy, I'll come in guns a-blazing <laughs> in the new year. That's where I'll share my thoughts. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, The Last Jedi came out this past weekend. Now, two of us on this panel have seen that film. It's One, true. It's not because, of course, this person has been extremely busy, a multi-hyphenate, always has got, her, got the fingers in many different pies. I, I'm sure you can guess it's probably not Neil and myself. I'm just curious. <laughs> I know. I really wanted to see it, but I had a dance show yesterday, so I had absolutely no time to see it. And then by today, when I go to look at tickets, they were all sold out. So I'm like, it's either sold out, front row, or, which I I did that when I was like 10, but now, no, I don't want to sit like this in the theater. I want to be sitting in a nice, comfy seat. Or it was by yourself. And I'm like, well, I don't want to sit by myself, so I'm like, I'll wait. Is the front row ever an option for either of you two? Or if, if there's recliners. If not, that's then, better. then you can lay yeah. back. It's still pretty tough, but it's not as bad as sitting yeah. up straight and having to look. It's not even the looking up that's bad. It's having to turn your head to see um, the whole screen. That's what really bothers me with sitting in the front row. I'll take it if it's like a free screening and, you know, it's first come, first serve, and you just that's the last remaining seat. Yeah. I'll do that, but it, I wouldn't want to pay for an uncomfortable seat. Yeah. And I feel like at some theaters it varies. Like the ArcLight, like their front row, there's still a huge gap between you and the screen. True. That, very that's, true. That, that's a very viable – in fact, I enjoy sitting in that seat because you don't have to worry about anybody in front of you and you, got, you still have a really nice distance between the, yeah. and the screen. That one's a different uh, theater altogether. Most, most, most of the theaters I've been to lately, it's very close that you'd be right up there. Also in the dome, if you go there, uh, the ArcLight – if you're too much on the side, then you really have to, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> turn look, because it's a curved screen. If people haven't been there, it's, like, a really wide curved screen, which is pretty cool. But if you're too far one way, it really is difficult to watch everything. Yeah. Now, we know many people may have seen the movie. Many of We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You may have not... Please, no spoilers. You could be very busy, just like Carrie, so we will remain spoiler-free. We will share some general impressions. We'll wait to get more heavily into spoilers uh, in the new year. I feel like it's fair to say that gives you plenty of time to see the film. However, um, if you guys do want to see something with a lot of spoilers in it uh, earlier this evening, uh, myself, Mark Donica, Joel Monique, and my wife Alexis were on a panel uh, for a short one-episode resurrection of Jedi Alliance. And we spoke in detail about the movie, so if you want, that's on Popcorn Talk. You guys can check that out. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name, so I apologize, but Yaya Akbani says front row should not be that close. I agree. I think it's a weird design that the theaters would design it that close to it. And even how wide some of them go, Mm -hmm. like being so much on the side, like our performance theater, when we did our tech rehearsal, we had everybody, if you weren't performing, you sat in different seats and kind of checked positioning, like, how's it look, how's it look from all the way top back corner, and then this way, be like, okay, do we need to adjust a little bit? And like that theater is the Burbank Colony Theater, Uh, really nice theater, and anywhere you sat there was great. But when you did sit very, very close, it was hard to really grasp all the performers like it was almost better to be further back so that you could see everything more completely so uh, I would say movie theaters the same thing I would like to yes. share my uh, 
the Last Jedi experience. Uh, mainly just the theater where I where I saw it. Um, it was I actually went back home to Orange County. Ooh, fun. Cool. And uh, there's this place called the uh, the Outlets of Orange, what we used to call the Block. Um, oh yeah, did yeah. they change its name? Yeah, it's called oh. the Outlets of Orange now. Okay. Yeah, um, that sounds like a step down. Yeah, it's really lame. I love yeah. the block. It would always be the block for, forever in my heart. Uh, there um, is the block in downtown LA. I don't know if they... Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. I've never heard of that one. But yeah, um, they have like a what, 90XD or something. I forgot what it's called. It's okay. like XD. It's like it's a, a Adobe uh, cinema at AMC. It made my butt rumble. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> the sound. So it's the XD, like where your chair you moved for a little a, bit? No, the, no my <laughs> chair didn't. The sound. The sound made oh. my seat move. That's how okay. like grandiose wow. everything was. That's cool. Yeah, and we had full recliners and everything, but like the sound was superb. <laughs> I got to say, it was really good. good. To know. I, I, have you guys been to a 4XD one? I saw the. Um, Last Star Trek movie in theaters and a 4XD where, like, the chair actually tilted a little bit and moved. And when they're in outer space, it actually had a kind of weightless feel. And that was definitely worth the... Really? Like, extra... It was really cool. Like, Perfect. you would move a little bit, but not too much. And then it just kind of... I don't know how they made it feel like you're floating, but it just kind of did. And then it bumped around. I mean, it maybe it'd be annoying. And definitely not for, like, all movies. But something where it's, you know, extreme action or, like, sci-fi... It's cool to add to the experience. But like, just like a family drama? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Daddy's Home too. <laughs> That's right, yep. It kind of rumbles oh. a little bit. Boo, boo too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. What would be the benefits, Frank, of a moving seat when watching Boo mm-hmm. too? Uh, if it moved you out of the theater. <laughs> Disgust. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that would be a, if you could just hey. say, like, uh, eject me out of this theater, please. And yeah. eject right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Neil, uh, tell us about your experience. Uh, which day did you see it? What did you think your general impressions? Uh, I saw it two times. I saw it on Friday in the evening, and I saw it uh, last night as well. Uh, the first time you see this movie, it, it's it's sort of a polarizing experience for a lot of people. You I've either really, really that. like it or you really, really hate it. Um, uh, myself and my group, we all really, really liked it. Uh, of course, there's parts that you know we're going to be a little nitpicky about. Um, not so much as you know the <laughs> the audience reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes are, but uh, to to an extent where it's like, yeah, you know, this could have been better. Um, however, I will say my movie going experience was a lot better because I looked at the audience score and Rotten Tomatoes before I went and saw the movie. Oh, interesting. Because the, 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 the critics score was somewhere around, uh, 93% positive on Rotten okay. Tomatoes by the time I saw it. But the audience score was around 53%. And that's, that's a interesting. huge normally disparity. Normally it's the other way around. Yeah. It's, it, normally, yeah, you're right. It's normally it's the other way around. But that's a huge disparity. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, hold on, Neil, back up. I was so pumped. I watched the trailer like seven times a day. I watched The <laughs> Force Awakens twice within the 24 hours before I went and saw the movie the first time. So I was amped up. And then minutes before I walked in, I learned about this audience score. And I was like, oh, dang. Okay, hang on. Back You're up. Reel it in. Back up. This, I got to go in like with flat expectations with like anything can happen. I'm probably going to be let down. But who knows? Maybe I'll like it. And I think that helped me enjoy the movie a lot more because I went in, um, I went in sort of not expecting a whole lot. And that's pretty key. If you guys haven't seen it yet, just go in with flat expectations. If you come out not liking it, cool. But it, it definitely helped me like it more. Because while I was watching the movie, I was like, man, if I came in thinking that this was going to be, like, the greatest movie I ever saw in my life, I would probably be uh, a little upset exiting the theater. Honestly, uh, um, real quick, Neil, you touched yeah. on something that I think is just, like, my philosophy towards just watching films in general. How you should just go in with no expectations. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it just makes the film, uh, the, the the movie watching, the, the, the whole experience, it just makes it better. 
because you just like you said you have no expectations so you just take it as it comes and at the end that's when you really like you you decide like how you felt about it afterwards yeah. right but for the general public that's impossible because that's yeah. why there's trailers and commercials yes. and marketing that get everyone excited to go see it so it's just it's just uh uh if you guys haven't seen it yet i highly recommend to not expect anything from this movie uh, news-wise, did you guys hear about the bad screening that happened in Burbank with it? No. Yeah, yeah. I did hear about <laughs> that. So there was the, uh, I think it's the AMC 16. They screened it in the IMAX, and it went 20, I think almost 20 minutes without sound. Oh, my God. The first 20 minutes, no sound. Oh, yeah. And they didn't start it over. They were giving them tickets to go see a different one, but not an IMAX screen. But then IMAX apparently commented saying that wasn't officially an IMAX screen. So... I don't know, but I was like, that would suck. I think I would have gone out of the theater way sooner than 20 minutes. If it was the first five, I'd be like, we need to go out and tell them. Well, At I the think, Burbank 16? Yeah. Those yeah. IMAX tickets were, were $32. Huh? They were so trying. I would have instantly been like, yeah. yo, it's not working. Their 2D but, tickets were like 16 Why? I, oh I'm, I, I, was like, I was like, oh, maybe I'll check the seats oh. here. Never mind. Oh. It was yeah. brutal. Sometimes it's hard to get a, few, a person at a theater. Because yeah. I, I know people were actively trying. Because you know. Say it again. Minute, uh, trying to find somebody to help you in the theater. Yeah. Because uh, minute one when the sonic comes up, I know people were already like yeah. heading to like, totally. we need to get this fixed. But it took them a long time. And they wouldn't start it over again because they already had other. Yeah. Right, of course. Bump every day. Other right, right, right. Back. Sucks. And they're like, here, go to another one. But if you had it's other a, engagements, there's no way. It's a, it, Yeah, it's a tough situation. Uh, Nye uh, said, sorry if I said that wrong. says, I think it was a Dolby Cinema. Um Somewhere in there it said IMAX because people wanted IMAX. But it's funny thing with IMAX. I've been to theaters before where it says, quote, unquote, IMAX, but it's not an IMAX screen. And I was I went to one in, uh, like, Miracle Mile area, and it said IMAX. But when I went in, I'm like, this was an IMAX, but you still had to pay, like, $18. Yeah, it says full IMAX right. ones. They yeah, license no. the name IMAX, but it's, it's not stupid. actually yeah. IMAX. Uh, yeah, so I saw it, and I was, ex- I was looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I just left underwhelmed. I didn't hate it. I was just underwhelmed. Okay. At Would the end you... of the movie, I was just like, but I also feel like I probably should see it one more time. But it was one of those things that made me question, like, a lot of the reviews and people that were really high in. I was like, what am I missing? I recommend seeing it again. Uh, my wife, Alexis, didn't really care for it when we first left the theater. Um, she uh, liked it enough, but she wasn't, like, head over heels about it like some of the, some of the other ones uh, were. Uh, but when we saw it a second time, she was like, okay, yeah, I got it. I think it's because of the, the expectations that we were talking about. Once you realize sort of w- that it's not going to be like a – it's definitely not going to be like a normal Star Wars movie. Um, even going all the way down to like the philosophy of it, um, it, uh, it the, 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 the better things in it open up. But I will ask without giving anything away, there, if you guys have seen it, there are a few moments where uh, you literally just get the breath taken away from you by watching this movie. Did that happen to you while watching? I think uh, only one time. Yeah. Only it. once? Only once. I yeah. can think of. I, I, don't know, I, I was just like, I don't know if it was necessarily the breath was taken away, but I was like, ah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. a tough egg to crack, Frank. I, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I certainly read up uh, a lot of interviews with Ryan Johnson and like, you know, mm-hmm. deep diving about like decisions that he made and why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can understand where he's coming from. I don't know necessarily, that, at least for my particular taste, if it was executed in a way that I thought his ideas, I don't think, translated, at least to me, the way that I uh, had hoped that they would have. So, mm-hmm. But uh, I will see it again and uh, see how my uh, opinions change. 
Uh, speaking of ticket price value, oh my goodness. Uh, Janet Mouse says, Thursday night AMC Century City was $45 <laughs> and pretty much sold out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that is sort of indicative of AMC right now, though, right? They're sort of on the, they're sort of well, on the which, decline. Some of the AMCs, yeah, I don't think our movie mm-hmm. pass. Uh, AMC allowed. isn't doing that well. Uh, they wanted to contest uh, using MoviePass in their yeah. theaters, but they opted to use it begrudgingly because it does bring in a bit more foot traffic. They they just think uh, that the um, was it the president also, or, or people, the owner of AMC people buy um, you if you because wouldn't you be more likely to buy food if you hadn't spent exactly. money on your tickets? Exactly, which that's where money uh, theaters that's, make a lot of their money. That's the sell that movies tra- yes. MoviePass is trying to make to theaters. Yeah. However, uh, AMC is of the thinking that once. That they don't think that MoviePass is a sustainable business model, which they mm. might be right. Um, and when, when or if it goes away, people will then be less, after coming off a habit of not having to pay to yeah. see a movie, will be less likely to see a movie than they were before MoviePass because then they're going to be like, oh, well, I got so used to not having to pay money to see this movie. Now I have to pay like mm-hmm. $12, $13 to see it. So they're sort of against it. But like I said, they did allow MoviePass to use AMC Theaters. Uh, because they just they don't want to miss out on that concession. Mm. Also, I don't know if you heard about this new as well. Uh, w- another reason why they they uh, were in contention towards uh, MoviePass was that AMC was uh, working and developing their own um, a system where it's like a where it's like their own MoviePass version in a sense. Mm-hmm. That's why they were they 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 hated the idea because they were actually in the middle of developing such a thing for their theaters themselves. Fair enough. I think they're actually trying to revitalize it. They tried a while ago. And it failed, and they lost a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think they're trying to. I think we, uh, you're talking about Anthony. Is they're trying to sort of bring it back to bring their sales back up, uh, at least inside the theater, like concessions and whatnot. Um, but in either case, they're <laughs> not fans of Movie Pass. So uh, I enjoyed the Burbank 16. It's nice. That's all I'm gonna nice. say. I do <laughs> like that theater, though. <laughs> I've been there before. It's a good theater. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a pleasant place to go see a movie. There you go. That was my AMC Burbank 16 thoughts. Not, not sponsored. Yeah, no, not sponsored. Uh, but of course, uh, Star Wars, uh, as, no surprise, Star Wars The Last Jedi, number one in the box office, uh, $220 million Ooh, as we speak. What an astounding success that is. And it was also the subject of our box office bet. It was. Mm-hmm. Neil, what were the stats on that? Uh, I can pull it up. I also have it from memory, I think. Carrie had $198 million. She bet. I went low. I was just next to her, $2 million off at $200 million. Um, then we had the Far Cry, uh, Amy, who bet $250 million. And Frank, our winner for this week, may you don the lightsaber now. Instead <laughs> of a crown, we have the Blade yeah. of Skywalker. Yay. $230 million <laughs> <Lovely>. he bet. <laughs> That's right. Does it, does it, does it work out? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Your spiky hair, it's Look cool. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it, did, it did incredibly well. So mm-hmm. It did well. It did well. Yeah, yeah really we, well. Yeah. Uh, the Force, I, I mean, I really like looking at box office stats, and The Force Awakens was such a juggernaut. It made almost, it made, uh, it had the highest one day mm-hmm. of any movie in history, um, and it had almost a quarter billion dollars in its three-day weekend. I mean, this is coming up pretty close to it at 220. Yeah. Um, but at $247 million, that was the highest by far that any movie has ever made. I think before that was The Avengers at $206 million. And so The Force Awakens was like $40 million above that. That's more than like these blockbusters make in a day. And it did that in a three-day weekend. It's incredible. And just for this to come so close to that, 
Because, like I said last week, I didn't think it was going to get up this high because everyone was really waiting for The Force Awakens. They're all really pumped for it. Hadn't seen a good Star Wars movie in a long time. Um, and just for th- for The Last Jedi to get up to where, like, almost almost just barely touching where uh, The Force Awakens was is astounding to me. That's a very good job. Well, they're also saying, uh, especially because of the divisive nature of the film, that it's more of a slow burn. They They think that this could have the potential to last a lot longer because people will be seeing it. Multiple times to kind of really see if they can see if they can sink into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone mentioned in the chat, Nicholas. That's a good point. Yep. Uh, other movie news in a way. Disney has bought Fox. So. Yeah. That's right. Yes, that happened uh, earlier this week. They were the official announcement. It had been talked about for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it was back and forth. Comcast was in the ring mm-hmm. for a little bit, and then they had to bow out. Mm-hmm. So, how do you guys feel about uh, Disney and Fox? I know there's some speculation about like, hey, you're losing another studio. That's another singular voice. Uh, especially with Fox Searchlight, but uh, right, Fox good. Searchlight uh, is it'll be a very upsetting if that indeed does go away. I can't imagine they. We'll have to they, see. They might they be able to still. Yeah, yeah, they might. Because ab- above all, Disney is about uh, making everyone happy if they can help it, and Fox Fox Searchlight certainly isn't hurting anyone. So I think keeping it around would mm-hmm. be a really good thing, especially keeping people in town in in the Los Angeles area uh, happy. Because a lot of people around town are like, you know, Fox Searchlight, you know, they look for really nice little projects that may not have, like, the big studio money behind them like other projects would. But they have, I feel like for the most part they have a good return on investment, though. Yes, they yeah. do. Um, what's interesting, though, the uh, everyone's talking about how, you know, all the Marvel heroes are now under one house. Mm-hmm. I'm actually more uh, speculative and excited potentially for a Firefly revival. Oh, because Fox owns that property. Now Disney. Mm. So maybe, here's my thought, hear me out. Dave Filoni has done really good work in the animated spectrum in the Star Wars universe. He did the Clone Wars series on Cartoon Network, which was fantastic. Uh, make a Firefly animated And he did, he did uh, Star Wars Rebels on Disney XD. I think if he did an animated Firefly series, at least set in that realm, maybe not with Malcolm or whatever, but they could. Because um, most of that cast is now voice actors, which is hilarious. That's true. Um... So they could bring it. They could bring the cast back as an animated series. I like your thinking. But I think if Filoni, Dave Filoni, ran that series, oh my god, that would be so good. His writing <laughs> is unbelievable. I love his animated series. Yeah, he's done. I've uh, been a huge fan of his work. He's done some incredible stuff for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> there was an article I was reading on one website. It's like, you know, guys, we should be kind of concerned for uh, some of the lesser known Marvel properties now that. Box has been bought by Disney. Like, what are the, uh, the, the chances are pretty likely that we're going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy three because we've got these other great big uh, juicy properties that could be used. And I'm like, come on, guys, really? They're going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy three. That is a proven it's box not, office commodity. It's not one or the other. No, no, it's all of them. <laughs> I mean, so like, guys, scrap James Gunn. Sit down. We're not going to need you anymore. Yeah, no. We've got the FF and the X Men. Take a seat. Even if it takes them to Phase thirteen. To get Doctor Doom back into the Marvel Universe, they're going to do it eventually. Yeah. Now they just have the whole canon library together. They can take their time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the the, the key thing is uh, just keeping that maintain, maintaining that relationship with Sony mm-hmm. so that you can keep having access to Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you do that because I feel like he's a, he's a vital component to the, uh, yep. the mythos in large. Yeah. But- uh, so coming to number two, the box office uh, film that I, I did see that I can't share, uh, Ferdinand. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. John yeah. Cena. Fox. It was 13, a little over $13 million. That's kind of a, that's it's just a so-so movie. I think it did 19 globally. Yeah, it's just, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Ferdinand before. It's like, do you guys know much about Ferdinand? Not really. I don't know the book. Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, it, the animation's nice, but the story's just kind of, eh. So. Now, in uh Is it good for, years, like, kids, though? Uh, you know, is it more that, just, like, is it more man bought, because no. it's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I feel like I can't, you can't judge a movie by uh, the reactions of my young one, because uh, she will get antsy at the drop of a hat. So. Oh, gotcha. Mm. Yes. Were you dropping hats? I was dropping hats. Uh, I wanted to just handcuff her at certain points. But, uh, <laughs> That's where you went wrong. Stop. Really. Moving. <laughs> uh, coming to number three, Coco. Mm. Another one from Disney. Uh, a little over $10 million. Wow. That's a, good, that's a fourth week, right? Yeah, that is a fourth week. That's that. not bad. Yeah. No, no, no. Third uh, spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, number four, I think, uh, which we actually talked about and then that actually happened, Wonder. Stayed strong at number four, mm. and the Justice League dropped underneath that. Fantastic. Uh, $5.4 million for that, and four point one for Justice League. Wow. So Wonder is hanging on tight. I did see a movie, though, that's not in the top five. What did you see? I saw Darkest Hour. Oh, that's right, yes, because uh, Carrie Lane, feel free to check out any of the Popcorn Talk uh, uh, interviews, because Carrie Lane talked to the cast. Yes, I went, and uh, we also have interviews with, well, I think, no, I went with After Buzz, and then Amy and... Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm blanking on her name. Uh, we had uh, we had two teams. We had a popcorn talk and an afterbus team. And yes, we got to talk to them. It's great. Uh, writers, the writer director Gary Oldman himself, and uh, it was really great to watch the movie after having talked to them. And I think uh, Gary Oldman does an amazing job of really embodying this other character because I really like it when an actor where you can like still kind of see them through all the prosthetics but they really seem like another person like all the way down to like how they hold like their mouth when they talk or how they walk and everything there's actually a lot of humor in it even though it's a pretty heavy subject matter it's really interesting just like nice little bracket in history that I was like I don't know much about this and it was cute because I went with my mom and like I had recently gone I went to London over the summer so it was cool to be like oh I kind of know some of these places oh yeah give but, you some context exactly and, did but you go she, down to his bunkers no but my mom went to a lot of the places that um, he went to in like his estate or something like that so during the movie she'd lean over and she's like I've been there <laughs> I went there. <laughs> this is really cute and it was a uh, it was mostly a uh, platinum club screening as in older folks platinum. oh they're just like they're really affluent <laughs> no it's that was like it's a silver <laughs> hair club uh but it was like a, a teeny tiny theater is only like two screen but it was i, I thought it was really good teeny audience really liked it um lot and again there's really good humorous moments which you wouldn't think are so funny and it's a really kind of with talking with the writer and the director and then watching it it's a great look at Winston Churchill because they're they I talked about how he's normally portrayed as so like just this grumpy old man who was like born a grumpy old man but he had like based on this uh and also combined Gary Oldman talked about he just watched uh, a lot listened to a lot of his actual uh Winston Churchill's actual uh, audio and you know source material of the person, um, but he was actually really funny and really intelligent. So it's cool to see a different side of him. Cool. So nice. I recommend Darkest Hour, and yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. A lot of great cinematography. There's like this one scene where he's coming up out. Of, he's coming up an elevator, and the entire screen is black, but the elevator is lit and comes up, and you're just like, well, that's a cool way to shoot it instead of just like you're in an elevator. So there were things like that where this were maybe more subtle, but it was a cool way to film it. Cool. Nice. Uh, Neil, did you see anything? Uh, just uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes you just got to focus on one thing. Yeah. Uh, so right. Legion says, anybody see Love? Uh, I 
I think it's Loving Vincent. Uh, wrote Love Vincent. Uh, I do want to see that, but I missed it. So I'm wondering if my other another theater might have it. Do you know about that one? No. We talked about that. That no. they filmed they filmed this movie and they painted every single right, frame right, right, right. like a They've Vincent been Van Gogh. Vincent They've been Gale working on this for it took a long time. Years, yeah. years. I remember hearing about it a yeah. while ago. Mm-hmm. That's great. I really want to see that actually. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry if I said it wrong. Akabani says, funny thing is my theater's doing a double feature of Darkest Hour with Dunkirk, and it makes sense. So, you know, I actually really did want to see Dunkirk more now because they reference it. Of course, they, you know, they talk about it in Darkest Hour. So I'm like, oh, now I really want to see it because then it kind of blends into that. So oh, it could be a good double feature. Yeah. Heavy, but good. Cool. Uh, in- internationally, of course, Star Wars The Last Jedi uh, showed its force at the International Box Office, took in $230 million. So combined with domestic, a global launch at $450 million. It ranks The Last Jedi as the number five debut ever. Look at that. Uh, out of 54 overseas markets, the Ryan Johnson Helm Epic is the best start of 2017 in several major markets, including the UK, which leads with $36.7 million. Wow. Mm. Uh, episode 8 debuted at number 1 in all but four offshore markets with a $230 million start. Uh, look at that. So it definitely it puts it in line with pre-opening industry expectations. And the offshore debut estimate also means the Crystal Foxes, those Crystal Foxes guys, are running <laughs> about 23% below The Force Awakens, which is not a surprise given the pent-up demand for a new Star Wars film after such a long wait in 2015. Yeah. I like there's a meme or something on Twitter that's like, everybody's caring about Star Wars. It's like, I just care about the new Pokemon, and they show the Porg and the yeah. Silver Foxes. <laughs> I know they're not Pokemon, but that's why it's funny. No, they're basically <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> but I'm like, I want those too. Uh, uh, Coco is closing in on $300 million internationally wow. with for a $450 million Yee. worldwide total. Uh, and it was recently granted an extension in China, much like uh, Zootopia was, and has now grossed $154 million there. It should pass Despicable Me 3 this week to become the number two animated pick ever. Not a bad deal. Fantastic. Wow. And elsewhere, Murder of the Orient Ex- Express has crossed the $200 million mark at the international box office. Hmm. I'm I'm jazzed about that. I mean, I'm actually jazzed to see a sequel to that, or just whatever. I want to see another one, one with Lusso yes. for sure. And Wonder has crossed 150 million dollars worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that. I'm actually just more jazzed about Murder on the Orient Express because I feel like <laughs> it's been a quiet but steady uh, earner for Fox. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because I feel like there was a little bit. I, I, I feel like there was. Well, I feel like more like common thing on Johnny Depp being in it. I think that, that seemed like the biggest buzz about everything. Like, oh, Johnny Depp's in this movie. I don't know if I want to see it. Yeah, people are getting kind of sick of Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's true. He's not that major of a character in it, so I wouldn't no. want to not watch the movie just because he's in it. There's a lot of other people. Yeah, but it goes down to uh, how the how they try to market it. True, and they try to market it with star power, and Johnny Depp is disproportionately in the marketing uh, as he is in the movie. Yeah, no. Well, they do that a lot, where they're just like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh, this person!" And then you're like, "They're barely in the movie." Yeah, like if someone's an and. I'm like, oh, they're not going to be in this long. Oh, they're not. No. I had that where a character died. I'm like, ah, that's why they're an and. It's like so-and-so and. Yeah. Or they're like uh, some sort of uh, acting legend and they've been around forever. Like, and. You're like, yeah, they're not going to be. Academy Award winner. That's Mm -hmm. right. Somebody. You're like, eh. Speaking of that, uh, of course, the, uh, the Jurassic World trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. And but and I was excited to have Jeff Goldblum back. Yeah, who wants Dr. Ian Malcolm back? I want him back. But I just get this feeling watching the trailer. It's like 
he's going to be like, and Jeff Goldblum is yeah. in this movie He's going to be in one scene. He's going to uh, be in yeah. that scene probably. Yeah. Great. I'm like, well, that's very disappointing. Though it would be really cool because uh, in the trailer they show that scene where they're running away from, I guess, the volcanic explosion. Uh, and that little safety sphere goes off the edge. But Chris Pratt is just running. Yeah. He's not in the little sphere thing. It'd be cool if if uh, Jeff Goldblum's in a helicopter and ah, comes down, gets him. throws him yes. a line, <laughs> like standard Hollywood blockbuster action movie, just throws him a rope and he has to die for it. That'd be cool. Or ah. just he's yelling, must must go faster. Yeah. Must go faster. <laughs> Please go faster. <laughs> uh, it's not a trailer, but you guys made me think about it because I, I started reading it. Uh, who's excited for Wrinkle in Time? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, Seems intriguing. I've, I've never read the original uh, the book. I've not read the book, okay. but I am uh, keen for the representation in the movie. Yes, I think it's excellent. I, I just started reading the book. Uh, it's very short. Like it is a, it is a children's book that I was like, I, don't know. I think it was one right. of those that like I can't remember. I don't think my school had a required reading, but I feel that was that time period, uh, like middle school or so. I'm liking it so far, and I love the visual choices they've made because some of it they're just like. They don't know how to describe it or something. It's so beautiful. And so I'm like, I like who they picked. And the some of the characters aren't terribly described, so I like that they've chosen to go with more representation with those characters to bring them to life because it's like, eh, it's irrelevant. It doesn't right. – you could adjust it. It doesn't really matter. I feel like any film uh, or any story that always talks about like, hey, this is a great new way to travel uh, instead of uh, we're, we're folding space. I feel like anybody that ever folds space, it never turns out well. Did you see that? Uh, you see that compilation of the only way scientists, or the only way uh, movie writers can describe folding space time in movies, and it's like a compilation of all the movies that have done it. Most notably, probably Interstellar uh, from a few years ago, where they're like, "Well, you got two. It's, like, it's always on a piece of paper. You have two <laughs> points, and you can go this way, or you can fold them in half." And it's like it's just, the compilation is them just sticking the paper yeah. through the pencil. You know it's what? Like, do, 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 and there are, it's just like a whole compilation of them just sticking the pen through the paper. And I was like, "I kind of see what you mean there." I think the public more or less gets it at this. They they actually draw that in the book. They have a yeah. drawing of a string with an ant on it, and mm-hmm. they're like, so you could go this way, but that'd just take too long, so we can just push, put them together, and it shows that it just walks across. Yeah. But there's a lot of other things of, like, other places, and the three women are not regular people. Uh, so there's a lot of that is described or not, because you're the kid's perspective, that they're like, what's going on? Can't really tell you, don't have the time. And are, This know. does tie into Event Horizon, right? No. I would um, hope so. No, it's Wrinkle in Time, <laughs> Swiftly Tilting Planet. You want to see Lawrence Fishburne so or Sam Oh, my God, Poppin'? yes. <laughs> I love him at Horizon, though, side note. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'll let you all know because I'll finish the book by the time I watch it. So I'm excited. Delightful. Uh, so, of course, uh, we're not going to be here for the rest of the year. We're going to be off until uh, January 7th. But that doesn't mean we can't do one box office bet for the road and uh, just announce who's going to win uh, or lose over Twitter. And then that person can actually have a little, a few weeks to do their homework before mm. we can join back up on January 7th. So uh, we will have three films in contention. We've got Downsizing, the new, uh, the new Matt Damon film. And we've got Father Figures with Owen Wilson and uh, no. Ed Helms. I'm sorry. That trailer little, looks painful. Might be a rough watch. And then uh, Pitch Perfect 3, the closing out of the Pitch Perfect trilogy. I, I'm That's interested. Probably the Pitch Perfect 3 is probably the strongest contender for my attention out yeah. of those movies. Uh, I had uh, uh, my my boss had a screener for downsizing, and he said it was not good. Oof. I feel like, like based on the trailer, you're like bad. it could be really cool or really weird. 
Yeah, it's weird. Because in the trailer, like, it looks like he's trying to find, like, like his purpose or something. Yeah. Uh, it's... Not really about that. Well, I feel... Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I have heard people say what you see in the trailer is not what you get in the film. Oh, awesome. awesome. Yeah. Very often is the case, yes. Uh, so, yeah, so those will be the three. So feel free to start chiming away where you see one vet right in, right in there for Pitch Perfect 3. Like the way you're thinking. Oh, I don't think we'll be able to vote on it but because uh, it's after the fact because we're voting on next week's. But I was going to say getting... Greatest Showman and Jumanji. There's a lot coming out of Christmas, but we won't be able to really bet on those yet. Well, yeah, I mean, you know what we could do? I mean, if we got Jumanji and the Greatest Showman opening up the following week, we could also do a double bet. We could we bet could. on two weeks, yes. So oh, feel free. Man. So look uh, at that. All right, so uh, why not? It's fun. We'll, we'll give it to you guys. So we've got Downsizing, Father Figures, and Pitch Perfect 3 for this week. Everyone's so excited about Jumanji. The following week, we've got Jumanji and the Greatest Showman. So I do want to see both of those, actually. So feel free to start chiming away. It feels like Jumanji's running away with it. But we'll yes. see what happens here. Uh, we'll just do a, a cumulative difference. Yes, between the bets and the actuals for each person. There you go, and then sure. uh, we'll uh, we'll do, we'll do shoutouts on Twitter to see who's going to be actually having to go see these films, and then we'll have lots to talk about when we return back here yes. on January seventh. Lots 7th. of movies. But before we do that, though, we would like to do a quick box office rewind of somebody that's going to be in one of these upcoming films. One mm-hmm. with uh, somebody that Nathan, uh, I'm sorry, Nathan Neil cannot talk enough about of, and that's Owen Wilson. Oh wow, that's he right. can be good. He can be. He can. Be. I feel he can be too much and not in a good way. Uh, it's great when he doesn't have a speaking role. No, like, come on. <laughs> Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon. Even Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights were both fun. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. again, he's good, like, with someone else. Like, he sh- it's better to... But, yeah, father figures, I'm like... Mm. He was good in Wedding Crashers, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, a quick look at his... Uh, I'm going to exclude his number two film, which is Cars 3, since it's just a vocal thing. We like to do, like, live action appearances. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, coming in number five for him, there was... Uh, We've got Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. Oh, uh, he was funny in Night at the Museum. No. I liked fine. all those, actually. That came out in uh, two, uh, yeah, uh, 2014. Uh, that ended up making, oh my gosh, $17 million this opening weekend. Uh, number four, No Escape from uh, Weinstein Company. That oh, made $8 million there. Uh, number, uh, number three, Zoolander 2. Uh, I never, which I never saw, Zoolander two. two I never saw the second one. Yeah, uh, not interested. Uh, yeah, <laughs> number two is Masterminds from 2016, and then of course our number one film for Owen Wilson, Wonder. Hmm. Oh, Look at that! Wow, check that out. Or not. <laughs> we're like, okay. Neil, Neil's taken aback by that. So, uh, folks, we're going to do a little box office bet here. Uh, of course, we can talk real quickly about what we think next week's top five will look like with the addition of. Downsizing, Father Figures, and Pitch Perfect like 3. A lot of people like Jumanji opens in just a few days. So how does that Well, we're going to just treat that. Different? We're going to do this week, and then we'll treat Jumanji and yeah, the Greatest the Showman for the following week. week. Yes. You guys, so we're break you're, a little get, you're a little early on it. All right. So, so. yeah, Pitch Perfect, who's excited? Did you watch the first and second? I, I've watched them both. Right, I think do you want to see the third? I do want to see the third. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I, I like the first better than the second. Yeah, me too. Yes. But we'll see, you know. But the second was still fun. It was. It wasn't terrible. No. Yeah. It was fun to watch. But, but it's uh, one of those where you're like, yeah, I'll watch another one. Yeah. And I know it's uh, I, I know I know it's a um, uh, I, I know it's like a, a woman representation uh, vehicle, which is really great. Mm-hmm. But I really missed having a lot of Ben Platt in the second one because I think he's fantastic. Mm. 
He was the he was the the love interest's roommate. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, the first one. He was great. He's oh, God. He's, he's got the magic in in him. He has the magic in him. Yeah, that's exactly what he has. He has the magic <laughs> in him. So yeah, my my critique with the second one was really wish I had more Ben Platt, but then the other hand, I'm like, yeah, it's not really about him, though, so never mind. I'll just hold that. <laughs> yeah, I love the first one because it was like, okay, here's an example of an all-female cast where it was actually really funny. Yeah. Because I, I didn't like Bridesmaids. I know. Carrie's uh, made that quite <laughs> I'm well like, known. no. Uh, so do we see, uh, of course, I don't think any of us see uh, The Last Jedi not being number one next week. I think oh, it'll be on yeah. there twice. It'll if they be just, on there. If they just... Split it in half. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I feel like of all these, I think only Pitch Perfect 3 has a chance to, well, I think that'll easily take number two spot. I think so, too. I think so, yeah. Because it's, it's one of those everybody, you know, they're f- it's just a nice, fun kind of movie. Like, that is yeah. one of those, like, I just want to see a fun, upbeat mm-hmm. movie. Does anybody see, I could, I could see next week looking like uh, Last Jedi, Pitch Perfect 3, Father Figure, Downsizing, Coco. Yeah, that sounds right. I think I'll go with that too. I'll actually you be know lazy. I'll be split, like, mm. uh, I'll split with. Uh, um, I'll switch out uh, father figures and uh, downsizing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I think that'll do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like downsizing could be one of those that could have a very good opening weekend, and then the second weekend have a huge drop mm. once people realize, like, whoa, like, no. no, this wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we do our box office bet uh, first round. Will be for uh, for uh, <laughs> Pitch Perfect three, uh, Father Figures and downsizing. Second round will be for The Greatest Showman and Jumanji. I feel like I see Jumanji coming in very hot here. Yeah, everybody so, so I feel like that for that. And uh, I saw some some Pitch Perfect three ones. So I don't know if I see anything else that. Well, everyone's convinced it comes out this week. Well, let's see. I mean, according to Box Office Mojo, where I got the uh, later latest update, we will check right now. Hold on, everyone. Everybody, stand by. Stand by. We'll take a look at the releases here. Do, 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 do. Here we go. I've got, well, we've got Wednesday the, yeah, I mean, we have Wednesday the 20th. Wednesday. Yeah, so we've got The Greatest Showman, the Jumanji. And we also have, on Friday, Downsizing Father Figures, Pitch Perfect 3. So, oh, so Greatest Showman is this week. So we could, I mean. I was thinking it was coming out later. We could do all five. There you go. So. Oh, then I definitely wouldn't, sh- I want to shuffle my list around. Um. Star Wars absolutely is still number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, do you feel like it's Jumanji or Pitch Perfect three? Jumanji. Jumanji. Jumanji has the rock. Also, Jumanji is like more even, uh, probably easier to bring all kinds of people to Pitch Perfect. Some people don't care that much about singing stuff, so then they might be like, mm. if they're not on the Pitch Perfect train. Uh, Star Wars, uh, Jumanji, Pitch Perfect, and I want to say Greatest Showman will do well. Greatest Showman. I hope so. It looks great. And then <laughs> Coco. Coco's going to hold on to right. five. Yes. There we go. All I'm right. looking over at the chat if people are like, what are you doing? Uh, Neil, any uh, differences with that? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it's kind of hard to predict with all these variables in the air. Also, is Pitch Perfect from Universal? It is. And is Jumanji from Universal? Uh, Jumanji is from Sony Columbia. Oh, never mind. I thought if they're if if they were both Universal, I would have uh, come up with a theory that they're trying to take away uh, Disney's Thunder by releasing <laughs> them 
in succession with one another <laughs> right after The Last Jedi. But no, it seems like everyone's just trying to throw something at the wall and see what sticks. Uh, well, chat generally agrees with us, though a lot of people are saying they're thinking more downsizing will be number five. Hmm. But right. yeah, similar. We're all like-minded here. So, all right. So I guess in that case, we could just do one box office bet. We'll yeah, lump all it. five in. And okay. it looks like, I feel like Jumanji. The one, let's, one we'll vote on Jumanji. Oh, yeah. Well, we it's all like, think it's going to be number two, right? So I feel like everybody's just chiming away. That's going to be the one that was getting a lot of a lot of traction in the chat. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, it's, uh, of course, Jumanji. 3,600 screens from Stony Columbia with The Rock, Kevin Hart, uh, Jack Black. You like Kevin Hart? I don't like. I don't but wait, enjoy is Kevin he Hart. also good though? Compare like he's could be better with an ensemble, not like as a star or second. I just find him annoying in general. Okay. You didn't like Central Intelligence? I, I, I no. did, actively did not watch oh, because of him. No, oh, God. I, I, I love The Rock, that. but I do not like Kevin Hart, and so that stayed. That was enough to keep me away from seeing. I'm that. a little. Uh, I'm a little opposite. Really? I'm not that crazy about The Rock, but I oh. like what, Kevin Hart. What, what turns you off from The Rock? There's a lot of them. Not just like he's a big person, but we see him everywhere. He's like he's, oh, he's very oversaturated. oversaturated. He's everywhere. Right yeah, but couldn't it be the same thing he, he said he, for Kevin Hart? He makes yes. me glad that Will Smith dipped out of the spotlight when he did. <laughs> because if he didn't, then we would have way too much Will Smith. Because he was top. He was uh, he was number one on the A list for a while. Mm-hmm. Will Smith was. Um, if you guys don't know what the A list is, it means uh, uh, the people who bring the stars who bring in the most money. Um, when they're when there's like a star vehicle for them. Yeah. Will Smith was number one for several years. Um, and then he sort of left the spotlight. I feel like uh, The Rock The Rock is currently number one. Uh, brings in the most money. Um, and I think he should... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell him what he should do, but for me personally, I'm seeing a lot of them, and I don't care for it. Neil, look right at that camera. Okay. Call out The Rock. Tell him what he needs to be doing. Rock, I'm going to tell you what you need to be doing. Don't listen to what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. However, I'm just not a fan of seeing you all the time. I think that you'd be okay with that. Oh, well, <laughs> to uh, maybe assist our bets. Uh, yes. How's Hollywood Rue says fifty million. Ken Jack says twenty eight. Janet Mouse says forty five. Sky Patterson says forty five. Nicholas says twenty nine. Uh, Tanya says ninety five. That's a bit high. Um, I, I mean, because you figure even if the Last Jedi loses fifty percent. It's like I mean, a still hundred ten million dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge weekend. Yes, that's a huge weekend for any movie. And now you're hitting a, you're hitting the time where a lot of people are out of school. Mm-hmm. And it's the holidays. Yes, yeah. Movies. Uh, it's tough. I know what my bet's going to be. Well, sort of. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Zaya says forty. I think he can do better than that. Legion agrees with you about Will Smith. By the way, I'm glad he bowed out when he did. Uh, well, we do. We, we have his next. Wild, wild we have, West. Well, well, oh, <laughs> I like that movie. Oh, <laughs> we've had that discussion. That, was, that yes. wasn't. His we should almost one. do a rewatch as a live watch <laughs> yeah. together. Right, that we I'm right there with you. I love that movie. <laughs> right? I, I grew up with it as a, as a kid. That's yes, why. exactly. That's why it was perfect. I remember the Burger King toys still to this day. I have, I found two of them at home, so yeah. I should bring them in next time. Yes, and just, and let the, them be I feel right like there. we talked about this. I had the little classes. Here you go. I get the unicycle or the. Sorry, which West. Jim West. I love that song. I could like sing along with that song. <laughs> I have that song. Uh, all right, so let's mm. lock in our votes right here. Uh, Jumanji, 3,600 screens. A beloved favorite. Uh, just the, Jack the property. Black looks like he's going to be really funny in it, too. I honestly agree with that. I think that, I, think, I think that it looks like a very funny role for him to fill. Yeah. Well, because it's like at first you kind of go, okay, but then when you're like, oh no, 
these actors are like playing kids who yeah. are them. And I'm like, oh, that just makes it so much when, more fun. In the trailer, when he delivers that line, where he's like, I like, can't even with this place. I'm yeah. like, I totally believe that you're a high school girl. Yes. I completely oh, believe. Staring contest that. is like, yeah. I got this. I'm great at it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I just like Jack Black. I do too. More than The Rock. Okay. I like him more than The Rock. Wow. Yeah. All right. Okay, I went kind of high, I'm, I think. I'm there with you. School deal. of Rock. I, lo- I love Jack Black. I saw <laughs> yes. Goosebumps. I loved it. I loved uh, the yeah. Tropic Thunder, too. And, yeah. Uh, he's good in that. Uh, Nacho Libre remains to be one of my favorite comedies. Uh, Tenacious D? I didn't like Nacho Libre. No, Nacho Libre. Pick of Destiny. I, I did like it. Tenacious D. You didn't watch it? No. It's a hoot. All right. But he's inebriated in some way. Is it a nanny as well? Just, or just a hoot? No, just a hoot. Just so, Legion agrees we should do a live watch. All right. That, <laughs> a okay. wow, wow. Yes, all right. That'd be great. Uh, just look at the, uh, Kenneth Branagh with uh. a terrible facial hair in that film. <laughs> Rocked it in the Murder on the Order Express. Failed it in Wild Wild West. All uh, right. I have my number. I've got mine. Uh, I guess it's oh, a winner. Shallow I'll go first. Hal, that was a really good one, too. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go 56. 56. Ooh, you sure? 68. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 68. Uh, 68. I was originally going to go 65. Well, wow, it I... looks like I'm the safe one. It's 65. I oh! was about to do that, and I changed it to 56. <laughs> oh, all right. So we'll see. We'll be seeing that. And you know what? I, I know we have to wrap mm-hmm. up here, but I'm just going to throw one more out there, because while we're going to be gone over the week, there is one film that's coming out on December 27th, and that's All the Money in the World. Oh, the trailer oh, looks great. Yeah, well, and then they had to and recast. Yes, Kevin uh, yes. Spacey with Christopher Plummer. Yeah, yep. let's just do a little fun vote on that. It's coming out on two thousand screens from TriStar. Coming out on the twenty seventh, Ridley Scott, Mark Wahlberg, Michelle Williams, Christopher Plummer. But I mean, the fa- figure. Think about just the fact that they did that reshoot with Christopher Plummer. Mm-hmm. I think they bought a lot, a lot of more good buzz. Love. They did, yeah. But I don't know. It's a crowded. It's a crowded theater. Yeah, but don't you think a lot of people want to go in and support somebody, a filmmaker, like that, hey, we should put our money towards that for somebody that actually kind of stepped up and did something like this? Okay, I probably went low. That, I don't know. I mean, that could play a factor in it. I don't know how much of one. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. All Maybe. Right. Uh, yeah, Howl's Hollywood Reviews agrees that the reshoots got buzz for sure. I, I think I'm – actually, I don't know if I'm high or low. I think I'm maybe too high, but <sighs> – I because that's not like I don't think everybody's going to be excited to see that. But I I saw the trailer and I was excited back when it was Kevin Spacey before yeah. and before the news. I was Absolutely, like, this looks cool. That was that was really cool. I was I was digging it. So yeah. I uh, I'd be interested to see. All yeah. right, Neil, you got a number? Um. Ooh, Ken Jack says five. Oh, Scott yeah, says uh, fourteen point five. I'll do uh, for all the money. I'll do eight million. Oh, all Janet right. says twenty. I'm, I'm putting in ten. Oh, I went really high. I said twenty-seven. Oh, hey, let's let's get fingers crossed. Why yeah. not? All Trying right, write all this down. <laughs> okay. okay, so uh, Neil, you have ours for uh, Jumanji. Yes, I do. Uh, 66, 68, 65. There yeah. you go. And for all the money in the world, mm-hmm. uh, eight, ten, twenty-seven. There you go. Beautiful. Look at that. A well-oiled machine. This box office breakdown is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode is that and it? for the year. That's it for the year. That is it. Our, uh, please, uh, Caroline, take a moment to, uh, what do you want the, the fans to think about this holiday season? Wish them well. Mm. Well, wait, are we doing a question? Uh, just, yeah, just wish them all first. Oh, okay. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all the like list of below of whatever you celebrate. I hope you have a wonderful and safe holiday and early Happy New Year because we'll be back in the new year, which is crazy. That's like, oh, my gosh. I think it's only like a couple weeks, but it feels like a really long feels time. Like it's like, wait, we're not here every week? <laughs> what? Uh, also, a quick uh, note. No Star Trek tonight, right? Yeah. Nope. We, no Star Trek tonight and uh, no Marvel tomorrow. 
So if you guys watch Marvel TV news, no Marvel tomorrow, and then no Star Trek tonight. But uh, hopefully over the break, I'll catch up on more Star Trek. Neil, wish the crowd well. Well. There you go. Nah. May the force be with you yes. through this holiday season. Well, and then we'll, we'll throw our Star Trek live long and prosper. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this uh, episode of the Box Office Breakdown and for the rest of the year. Again, we'll Woo! be back January 7th with another hot episode as we break down the latest box office results. Uh, but in the meantime, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Throw, get those thumbs in there. Get them in there. You've got like two weeks to get a lot of thumbs in a lot of those YouTubes. Maybe you know a little finger. little finger. Thank you. <laughs> My nose is itchy. My nose is itchy right now. Uh, folks, again, thanks everybody for hopping in the chat. It's so great to have you. Uh, again, we've said this many times, but we always mean it. We couldn't do the show without you. So thank you for taking the time to join us every single week. But if you're joining us even after the show is aired, of course you can comment down below. Carrie Lane, what do you want them to talk about? Well, we were kind of asked what your favorite Christmas movie was. What's your favorite, like, if there's new movies that have New Year's as a theme, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Fun challenge. What are your favorite movies that involve New Year's? Oh, or there we go. Where New Year's is maybe a happens within the movie. I would say, there like, you discuss your favorite uh, plot line from New Year's Eve from Gary Marshall. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, the, the one with the woman, she couldn't get the ball to drop correctly. That's right. There yeah, you go. that was the best one. <laughs> Uh, but if you want to get a comment with uh, uh, to us even after the show's over about you want to talk to Neil about Force Awakens, you want to talk to Carrie Lane about the Darkest Hour, you want to just tell me I'm a dum dum, uh, Neil, where can they find you? You can find me at places where people are found at the Neil Plumley. That's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. And again, go check out Popcorn Talks Jedi Alliance, who's a special episode today talking all about the Last Jedi. If you don't like my opinion, at me about it. I love to discuss. And you all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And yeah, I've been posting a lot more of my travel videos, so you can check those out on Instagram. And then I link them over to Twitter, too, eventually. But easier to watch on Instagram. And as Neil came in and I saw him this evening before the show, he said he'd been engaged in a nice long conversation with somebody on Facebook about uh, The Last Jedi. And I feel like that's great. You may not agree on a film, but I feel like if you can have a nice civil conversation, that's always great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Follow me uh, if you want. I mean, gosh, guys, you know, what the the greatest holiday gift of all is to recommend your friends uh, to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at (laughs) HappyGoJackie. What a gift. Just uh, in a box, a really nicely ornate wrap box is just my my Twitter and Instagram handle on a piece of paper inside there. That's what I give all my friends. (laughs) Yeah. That's, wow. A medium, too, this one. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you back here January 7th. Have a great holiday and an even better new year. Bye, everybody. See ya. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 